Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Michael, and I'm an alcoholic, and we're glad you're out here. Just a few things to, as a reminder before we get started. This is not an AA meeting. It's one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong. It's described on page 64 of the AA Big Book, and the solution is found in the 12 steps. This meeting is being recorded. Also, please remember that this is not an all-share meeting. Rather, it's a Q&A for Paul and Paul's take on the 12 steps. For detail on on Paul's, all of Paul's events, his story under arrest, books, and those fabulous elusive t-shirts, and past events videos, check out his website at zenbitchslap.com. Uh, today, to get things started, we have a reading that I picked out from uh, the AA Big Book. It's on page 60. So we're at page 60, and just right below the C on the ABCs, and it starts with being convinced. So if you have your books, you want to join us, page 60, one, two, basically the third paragraph, full, third full paragraph. And it reads, being convinced we were at step three, which is that we decided to turn our will and our life over to the care to God as we understood him. Just what do we mean by that? And just what do we do? The first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self will hardly be a success. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. Most people try to live by self-propulsion. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. In trying to make these arrangements, our actor may sometimes be quite virtuous. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. On the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as with most humans, he is likely to have varied traits. What usually happens? The show doesn't come off very well. He begins to think life doesn't treat him right. He decides to exert himself more. He becomes on the next occasions still more demanding or gracious as the case may be. Still, the play does not suit him. Admitting he may be somewhat at fault, he is sure that other people are sure to blame, more to blame. He becomes angry, indignant, self-pitying. What is his basic trouble? Is he not really a self-seeker even when trying to be kind? Is he not a victim of the delusion that he can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if he only manages well? It is not evident to all the rest of the players that these are the things he wish he wants. And do not his actions make each of them wish to retaliate, snatching all they can get out of the show? Is he not, even in his best moments, a producer of confusion rather than harmony? So there's a there's a reading from page 60 and 61 of the big book. And uh, Paul, over to you. Well, hello, everyone. Paul Alcoholic. Uh, I just discovered this book has missing page 61. <laughs> but I, I heard the whole page 60. But then it jumps to 63. So uh, yeah, I'm familiar with this. But the being convinced is really is it's nice to proceed it with the a b and c that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives i'm having some power thing that probably no human power could re have relieved our alcoholism and that god could and would if he were sought hold on uh be being convinced of that yeah, so, and what's the problem if you're not convinced of that? Just uh, stay with the program and see what happens. Usually the evidence of life will become clear and you'll come to this conclusion and you'll be convinced. Yeah, either the hard way or the soft way or the mixture of both. So, but why rush all over the place if A, B, and C aren't clear? Yeah that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. See, that's, uh, that's 
beautiful, much clearer to me than the first step, because the first step, the way I read it, I thought that the unmanageability was caused by my drinking. Yeah. And if I stopped drinking and stopped using, then life would suddenly and my managerial skills would clear up and become as as wonderful as I thought they were. But uh, that was a rude mistake, obviously, uh, many, you know, you know, when saddled with alcoholism, uh, the understandings that we come to are usually based on a huge misunderstanding. Yeah, so that was a real trip when I came in because I hoped that the shit was caused by drinking and using, but I was wrong. It wasn't. So I, I like the way it says it in here, which is that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. So it's the, that obsession with self is the cause of the unmanageability, really. Yeah, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. I would say my experience is no human power could have relieved my alcoholism because I had, uh, hold on. I don't know why this is going. Some some reason I'm losing power, but hey, uh, I'm gonna have to switch to the phone. But uh, that probably no human power could have relieved that alcoholism. That was my experience. I mean, my mother wanted me to be sober. I wanted to be sober. The state wanted me to be sober. Nothing, no human power could seem to produce that effect, and yet it was produced by something. Hold on one second, all right? I've got to make sure this is plugged in. All right, there we go. All right. For some reason the connection's bad. So yeah, and then the third one is uh that God couldn't win if he was sought. So is that your experience? For me, it is. So I was convinced. And then right at that point, we were at step three. So we don't go to step three. We arrive there through the, uh, through the process, yes? We arrive there by being convinced of those prior three points. Really, you know, step one and two. And then at that point, step three we're in the right condition, which is being convinced, like right, a present tense state. And then we uh, decided, again, to turn our will and our life over to God as we understood him. You know, why isn't it that we can just, why can't we just turn our will and our life over to God? Why does it have to be preceded by a decision first? Because in fact, we're not in the condition to turn our will and life over to God. Because the will in life is over, is uh, been turned over to the lower power. Let's say, call it alcoholism. Yeah, I would say self, really. So we're in a condition that we've been taken over by something, and we don't have the ability to turn our will in life over to God. We can make a decision that we would like that outcome, but we can't make that outcome be the outcome. Yeah. So we have to immediately, after the third step, launch into the program of action to produce what? A new condition that that decision has some power behind it. And then really what enlivens the third step is the working steps. You know, four through nine is what gives blood and life to the third, to the spirit of the third step. So we make a decision to turn our will and our life over to God as we understood him. Now, the way I've read some of the book, he says this, this idea of the God of your own understanding is like a preliminary idea. And when you start having contact with this power, obviously that's going to change. And hopefully by the contact with what, let's say you call it God, by the contact with God, you'll start getting God's understanding instead of yours. I'd rather have God's understanding of itself than my understanding of God. 
that's my understanding of God is going to be like a very small zoom square in this huge space of God, let's say. It's crazy to me. So I think it's uh, they realized that would be maybe the entry possibility. But once you got engaged, then you would have an intimate reevaluation of that God. Yeah, I hope so. Just what do we mean by that? And just what do we do? That's a pretty comprehensive statement. So he's going to basically explain the meaning and then, all right, this is what we're going to do. The first requirement, this is, uh, wow, it's happening again. Hold on. I'm going to lose you guys in a second. I'm going to have to move somewhere. Hold on. Yeah, see. Uh, all right, I'll be with you in a second. Somebody in the family changed the plug of my charging cord probably for a reason that their plug wasn't working so hold on uh. losing conscious contact yes here we go this should work now uh. yes this is working all right let me get in here. See, this is the fluidity of the solution. You can fit yourself around circumstances. So let me get into the bed here and chill out. So, yeah, uh, let me get the book. This stuff is very important, I feel, because especially with what we're sort of involved with at these talks, which is to introduce an understanding of this of the program and then not only that but reinforce it by having these meetings every week and hopefully you check it out and see if it works or not for you yeah and if the understanding that we share here clears up a lot of the ambiguities of your previous understanding well we're being of service so here the first requirement is that we be convinced. So this is the, all right. So the other first, the, the being convinced was the, the basis. And then a requirement on that basis of being convinced is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. Hmm. Now, will is going to be around, isn't it? I mean, without will uh, or drive, you wouldn't get up and, uh, you know, get the food you need and sit like that. So will is obviously a necessary component of life. But what happens is what's directing the will is quite different and quite influential. Most of us have been at the effect of a life run on by self or self-will, and we've seen that's failed. Now we're making a decision to turn that will over to the care of a higher power with the hopes that it's a better employer than the old employer. Yeah, so that's basically it. So again, we have to be convinced that the old employer hasn't been a success. So let's make a decision to turn our will and life under the employ of a new employer on the, yeah. On this basis, we are, we are always, almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. Because in that, with self-will, you're in the outcome business, yeah? And when there's a projection of an outcome, it doesn't take into consideration anything else, really. And other people get a smell of that, and they don't like it, and competition sets in. And everyone wants to get to the finish line first. 
<laughs> it's a dog-eat-dog -dog situation. So uh, each person is, so this is beautiful because he's saying each person. It's not saying you, yeah. It says, even though most, most people try to live by self-propulsion, each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, whatever. If and when, so I, I lost the next page, but I understand it where he talks about, because he reveals that self-will isn't always like vindictive, resentful, cruel. It can also be virtuous, kind, but there's an agenda, yeah? It's got, a, it's got an outcome it's wanting to arrive at by being virtuous and kind. So it's sort of like uh, uh, there's an underlying intention in there. And when that intention is driven by self, yes, you're living out its agenda, yeah, which isn't the one we, we, we deem to be what's wished on us by the higher power, which is happy, joyous, and free. It's basically being right and usually ending up being alone, yeah, so... Uh, so I don't, I don't have page 61, so I can't go any further. <laughs> it dropped out of the book. So, but this whole point here, uh, soon or on, it goes, it goes to the main point of first, the idea of we've got to quit playing God. Yeah, that doesn't work. I think this is incredibly important. Because the way we usually hear things, it sounds like I'm playing God, yeah, when this statement is said. But basically, my experience is that there's something playing God in me, yeah, that I'm not really that which is playing God. So how I quit playing God is losing interest in that which is playing God, yeah. Because if I try to quit playing God, as that which is playing God, that's playing God. I can't get out of it, yeah? As soon as I enter the fray, it's an eternal war. It just does no, there's no, there's no happy conclusion. So the idea is I am not that which is playing God. That's an incredible understanding. It's completely different than I have to quit playing God because you would imagine uh, you would have probably, after the way this God playing has treated you, <laughs> you would have quit playing God. So obviously, it doesn't seem like we can do that. Why is that? So this is supposedly about the high and the how and why. Why can't we st stop playing God? First of all, because we're not that which is playing God. <laughs> <laughs> there's something in us that's playing God, and it's not really listening to us. That's why we need this program, and we need an introduction to a higher power to put the lower power in its place, really. Because when there's seemingly no access to a higher power, the only access we have is the lower power, yeah, which is playing God. <clears throat> and so basically, we're at the effect of that which is playing God. We're not the doer of that which is playing God. Yeah, that's an incredible different view. Yeah. And I find the first one cripples you because then again, now you have more shit to be guilty about. I can't fucking believe I've been playing God, you know? And I've done these terrible things. Why would I ever do, you know, on and on. And it just creates more mental minutia that, want, that makes me want to avoid it. You know, I just, I want to check out. Yeah, give me a drink, and then that's not fast enough, so give me something else. Yeah. So this whole idea is the first part of the whole third step is first quit playing God because it doesn't work. Yeah. And how do you quit playing God? You can't do it. You have to see you're not that. And then second is the principle of turning your will and life over to the care of something else, making a decision to do that, and then obviously, once that is, is clarified, you jump into action, yeah? Because you can't put yourself in the condition that's going to allow the third step to have traction in your life. We have to be reconditioned by the working steps 
so that that power can be allowed to work in our lives. Yeah? Because the four through nine allows an overriding of the lower power. That's the process. Maybe other people have found other ways, but that's the way of the program of recovery. You admit you're screwed. You admit that something could unscrew you. You make a decision to turn your will and life over this new power, and you commence on a program of action, steps four through nine, to facilitate that event to happen. And once you have that spiritual awakening, if that awakening is maintained by being awake, you will have a daily reprieve from alcoholism. That's the deal. And then we go out and try to be available to others who would like to have the same effect and suggest to them what was suggested to us to move through the working steps, yeah, to get to to the spiritual awakening and then to accept the agenda of AA as a community, which is to practice our principles in all our affairs. And if you can't do that for a while, limit them and help other people to achieve sobriety. There's step 12. Along the way, there's some maintenance steps. You take step 10 and you look at what? Self, basically. (laughs) You see the patterns of self because they still permeate. But now you've lost interest in self, so you're not driven by self-will. Your will is now being driven by a higher power. Yes? So that's my substitute for page 62. Because I don't, uh, 61 and 62, I don't have it. So <laughs> so I leapt over there, and but there's the solution. So I feel the most we can do at these Zooms isn't, you know, break down every letter of every word, but to, to question an understanding surrounding the, the exact nature of the disease and the first working step, which is an inventory. And I would say the inventory is of the exact nature of the disease, looking at self's manifestations in our lives and realizing or starting not to call them ours, you know, at least get that possibility in there. Because I don't want to walk in to an inventory in fifth step with my resentments, my fears, and my harms to others, and leave with my resentments, my fears, and my harms to others. I don't, I'd rather have an understanding, hey, wait a minute, they're not mine. They're the manifestations of self in my life. Don't you think that's usually different? And if, the, if, this, if this is a linear program, well, if the first working step, the fourth step is misunderstood, maybe that misunderstanding will go throughout the rest of the working steps. Yeah. So why don't we get it clear? Yeah. Are we doing inventory on my resentments, my fears, my harms to others, or am I doing an inventory on resentments, fears, and harms unto others, which are manifestations of self from the big book's understanding on 64? He states, Knowing it or not, Bill W. says it very clearly. We've been defeated by self by it through its manifestations. Are you convinced of that? And how can you call self you when you are called us in this statement? <laughs> yeah, you're not called self. And then the next paragraph from on that page 64 doesn't start with our resentments are the number one offender. It says resentment. Yeah, it's not ours. They're not ours. They're not mine. Yeah. I would spend, I will spend years and years and years talking about this simple little change because it's unbelievably influential. I mean, it's not, oh, let's just get back to that later. I just don't see it. I just, I really don't. If, if I look at the my community, and uh, and the overwhelming defeat we suffer, even in recovery by self, I mean it feels like a, a compelling of wanting to share some information information that may clear something up, yeah, and may allow you, cons- 
taken to be part of the us to travel lighter, yeah, through this event. Because what more do we really want? Yeah, we can't, we can't stabilize conditions. We can't make it a sunny day every day. We can't make it, you know, oh, I felt so great this morning every second, yeah. We have to learn how to travel through a constantly changing experiential event-oriented thing called life, yeah? We need an understanding that travels well, yeah? We can't just have it when we go to a, a meeting for one hour or to a retreat for two days. We need to have an understanding that's understood while we're traveling, yeah? So that we're not in the outcome business that we feel an assurance, even though we may not have evidence of it on the outside, the evidence is in the inside, yeah? We feel just through the demonstration of being struck sober or attaining sobriety through the the power of the higher power, I would say uh, puts a lot of shit to rest, you know? If you have a doubt that you're going to be taken care of, haven't you? Haven't you been taken care of? When has that turned into a, a, a deep understanding? Or the fear is that it keeps getting promoted? Well, I have been, but I may not be. Yeah, but you are now. So, yeah, that's why when we come here, we don't, I don't want to go off on things. I want to bring it back to this basic understanding because I don't see it's basic from a lot of people. I don't. And I feel a lot of what they're going through or how they're seeing things is really rooted in not seeing this. I do. Yeah. And, uh, I may be proven wrong, but as long as this is being compelled, I'm going to show up for these things, yeah. Because I want to put it out there. Because the the effect it's had on me in this experience, yeah. I've made it through 33 years of sobriety. And a lot of them, there wasn't a huge vigilance and a constantly watching for the for the enemy and shit it's been a real most of it is like it's been like the problem hasn't existed for me today that's freaking awesome i mean what better that's a profound solution yeah can you imagine there's so many lesser problems we have to and they never have a solution as as clear as that the problem does not exist for us that's incredible i feel yeah, it's unbelievable. I have been introduced to different ideas, yeah? But those ideas didn't take away the thoughts. But this getting struck sober took away the that radioactive isotope, yeah? Where I've never f- felt strongly about drinking or using, yeah? And I've never thought about drinking or using with a great amplification. That's a miracle. Yeah, that's a miracle because whatever was playing the mental trumpet was hitting some fucking high notes when I was out there. I mean, I felt extremely exquisite suffering coming out of nothing, just the head. To have that that little <laughs> musical director replaced has just been mind-boggling, Yeah. Really, now I may have an urge to have a second piece of cheesecake after the first piece of cheesecake. Not like every half hour, you know, every few weeks maybe. I used to live as that urge, amplified to a 10th degree, yeah? That problem does not exist as me anymore. Fucking hallelujah, yeah? And I feel... The way I see this little aspect of the program comes from that relief. Yeah. I feel the real root of the problem is an obsession, actually way beyond that, 
an identification as this mental image, this this idea of Paul. And you think like your parents haven't given up your their old idea of you when you're out there. You fucking haven't given up money of the old ideas about you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can blame your parents and then avoid them, but you can't avoid you. You're here <laughs> with you most of the time. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm sorry I don't have page. It's funny as soon as he's, he, I had, I was right on page sixty when he says, uh, "We're gonna read page 60. So I said, "Oh, that's cool," and then I went, "Oh, but sixty-one and sixty-two is missing." <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, well, Paul, that we, we don't have any questions. We don't have any hands raised right now. But if, if if for our participants, oh, we do have a question. Gabe, we have a question from Gabe today. Gabe, you want to come on in and ask for your, your question? Ask you to unmute. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Sorry, this background isn't really the best for seeing little yellow hands or anything like that on it. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'm kind of coming back to that funny place where I've been here, you know, many times um, where, you know, I feel like when I first come into the program and I'm very, you know, teachable, I'm really good at kind of the surrendering, turning things over, you know, give it a, you know, the whole give it a year kind of, uh, you know, mentality. I think for me, like, you know, um, it's hard to know, like, when to start incorporating certain aspects of will back into you know, into life, you know, and what is, uh, what might be like too soon or, uh, you know, what am I, am I sliding from the, you know, not doing too much too soon to the avoidance or the, you know, I'm still, you know, uh, getting my feet under me kind of a deal. Um, you know, I, I feel, you know, there, like you said, there are things in life that take our attention that we should, you know, go after and, uh, assert, uh, will towards and, um, at the same time, you know, saying, oh, you know, I'm not going to force this or I don't want to, you know, that people talk about kind of that, you know, there's the God line, I guess, is a good way people have put it to me. It's like you kind of have this instinct, instinctual feeling when maybe you're going too far in, in one direction or another. But um, <laughs> I guess I'm kind of in that, like, there's that 11 step, like we may, this may, you know, manifest in absurd actions, ideas, and thoughts, or whatever, that it comes back to the point of intuition after a while. But yeah, it's just kind of a weird spot to be. It's like, you know, what's doing too much and what's, you know, uh, almost hiding from life or hiding from the issues when really um, it's time to kind of start, you know, uh, facing things again. So I don't know, maybe that made sense. Yes, Gabe, nice to see you. Well, that sounds like uh, a lot of stuff you can go with with your sponsor. Yeah. Or other people who have, let's say, maybe more time and they've had more experience and they can suggest and give their take on it. And. Uh, and, you know, the absurd things we go through, as long as we don't drink, they have value. So how are you going to learn what to do and not to do either by doing the right thing or doing the wrong thing? <laughs> so it, it, there's value in both in a way. As long as the baseline doesn't change, which is you're sober. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how you face life successfully. Sometimes it's part making an ass of yourself. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? How you realize you've got to let people have their own bottoms by trying to save them for a while and then realize that doesn't work. Yeah. So this is how we, a lot of us come to clarity is by, doing something stupid or, or not, yeah? So, again, it's that's all allowable. That's what life is. But the basis we need to have maintained is the sobriety, yeah? The physical not drinking and using. And everything else can be corrected, yeah? When you drink or use, something is out of the bottle and it changes, yeah? Like I always use the term of What's the difference between an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic? One calls you after they drink and one calls you before they drink. Yeah, because if they call you before they drink, there's a 
there's more possibility in what's going to happen. If they call you after they drink, that door is closed, yeah? Now it's, all right, get back on the horse, whatever. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, Gabe, this is part of growing up in recovery. And in, in recovery, we have mentors or people we respect, and people can give us guidelines and, uh, yeah. These are phases. See, this is growth. To me, I feel uh, sobriety progresses also, like they say the disease progresses. I feel sobriety progresses, and you you start sincerely, you know, getting established in a new uh, position, which is reliance on a higher power. Yeah, there's a lot of things change and grow, and you 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 uh you can you meet life in a different manner. Yeah, so of course, you have to have some understanding and there's people there that can help us, yes? Yeah. But it sounds like this is why sponsorship is so, uh, it's just a, a huge asset because usually when something is important to us, our view gets more myopic, yeah? And we need to talk to people who don't have a real vested interest in our agenda <laughs> from the self's point of view. And they can suggest, hey, Paul, just chill out a little while and then you'll go either way. And either way is going to be valuable. If you rush something, usually the shit hits the fan. And then you learn, oh, well, I bet, you know, next time I won't rush that or if you go with it and it works out really well, that fortifies, yeah, something. So there's no losing in a way. There's value in success and failure as long as the basis of sobriety is maintained, yeah? Yeah. This place isn't about... Uh, I feel sobriety gave me a lot of courage to take chances yeah, and to step out and believe there would be a stare there instead of making sure or ha having to have a guarantee the stairs there before I step out. I feel much the, f the former way of living seems to work best for me. Yes. Yeah. You know, you rely on this higher power and then it proves its reliability. Yeah. So, so hopefully you enter a state of emotional sobriety because there's faith. There's faith in uh, the main aspects of life uh, are now held in faith instead of mental anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that helped. And if not, Call your sponsor. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you, Gabe. We have another question from our friend Skyler. Skyler, haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you again. Ask you to unmute. There we go. Hi. Thank you. Hi, Paul. Um, I'm thinking. One of my friends in the program said to me last night that God has like our greatest purpose, like our bigger, bigger purpose is either like a to lead people to like the Lord, like Jesus or like a higher power, like either or whatever you call it, like the biggest force of God. And that's like our life's purpose is to spread the message and bring people to knowing God. And I was like, thinking that's so right and then our smaller purpose like within AA is bringing people to sobriety and really like everything we do should be like selflessly for that cause I mean selflessly for that cause and anything we were doing before or when we're not doing that is like a selfish act like let's say someone ventures off and starts smoking weed because now they believe in plant medicine that was me um was a super selfish thing to do for the greater purpose. I wasn't thinking about the we, I was thinking about the I and wasn't seeing like my You're role. You're thinking about the weed. Mm-hmm, I was thinking about the weed, exactly. Mm-hmm, and all the excuses that you come along with it. thought this was a weed it. program. 
You thought it was a Wii <laughs> program. No, you added 2D. It's a Wii program. Exactly. I did for a moment there. That sounds a little too extreme, honey, the other stuff. Yeah, just... The other stuff? Yeah, just, you know... He's an extremist. Respond to your, your seat assignment today, you know? Like, remove the cat from the camera of the computer. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's... Mm. I don't like... Uh, that's a little too much heavy weight to put on some weak shoulders. My main purpose is to, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather just stay open about that and be told what my main purpose is instead of stating what my main purpose is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in that way, there's, a, there's a, a humility comes with the package, which is nice. Yeah. Um, oh, when, yeah. yeah sometimes when, I'm taking when people say the way of God, it's their way of God. Yeah. And uh, you get more of them than you do of God. So there's a lack of humility in a sense in that package, I feel. Yeah. How do you tell someone like that, that that's so into it and like it's their world? Like, I don't want to burst their bubble. You don't. So. You just listen and yeah. you know, hold the space and, and uh, listen and hold say, the hey, space. I got to do my laundry or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get I meet a lot of people. I used to meet a lot of people, but, uh, you know. Sometimes I have the wisdom to know not to enter a conversation, like the serenity prayer. <laughs> I have the wisdom to know, you know, that the bait is being dangled, but I just pass. Because <laughs> yeah, I have do. a feeling where it's going to go. And it's going to go into a more divisive place concerning the unity of all purpose. <laughs> it's going to get more divisive <laughs> concerning the unity. <laughs> So, yeah, I'd just rather, yeah. But uh, mm. if that works for you, I, I just feel... Uh, I thought it was inspiring. Well, there you go, and it's inspiring. Listening. Yeah, yeah then, then you that, that empowers you, and, uh, and then you'll see but it the I, way... You'll see it the way you see it, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just know, well, you know, I'm a simple man now. That's all. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't uh, deal in ultimate purposes or stuff. I just sort of uh, recognize my, the inherent inability of what I rely on to truly work, which is the self-centered system and a humble recognition that I'm outmatched and then somehow things work out. Yeah. And not mm -hmm. only that, mm -hmm. there's a, a lot of feelings and a, a sense of contentment and sat satisfaction comes along with it. Yeah. So what more mm -hmm. do you want? Yeah. I don't, yeah. uh, yeah. So, but I know inspiration is great. So whatever it's inspires like a, you has value, I feel, sure. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like it's that person's like built-in package, you know? And I love that person and I think they're doing great and stuff. But I get, I'm an idealist dreamer as it is. So when I hear something like that, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm right behind that right there with you. But I wanted to get your perspective so I could kind of see the yeah. reality and the the dream the idealism like compare comparison like what's the other perspective because yeah. i can go right there yeah him. i don't uh, like, you know see when the head hears like the ultimate purpose it sort of enlarges that yeah. usually <laughs> yeah when i feel you're living the ultimate purpose it's it's not a giant uh, billboard, yeah? It's shrunk down and to a day at a time, really. And because if you, 
if you're believing you're following the multiple purpose, you're probably going to be the judge of how you're doing. And, uh, and that's policeman. That's like a self, uh, <laughs> that's like, uh, <laughs> you're going to have a wicked judge at your lack of perfection. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the delivery of, of your ultimate purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that voice won't be ours and we'll have to recognize it. Well, yes, the head, the head will start judging what looks like your true purpose or not your true purpose. And then it just goes on and on and on. I feel. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. See, when something moves me, it's the moving to something. I don't really emphasize much, but the moving I am into. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. I get inspired. It's the inspiring that has the real juice. When someone says, this is how, and this is way it's going to be focused and like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 the mental manufacturing of the conduit of that inspiring, I may not be into much, but I yeah. it feels great. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I feel like I, like and getting blown by the wind backwards into an older version of a spirituality just because that's where that person is at but i love that person so i almost want to go backwards for them and then move forwards together with everything else i know about like the course of miracles how it includes jesus but it also talks about buddha it's not only jesus like this fellow is like going only Jesus, you know, and I used to be like that. And then I opened up my eyes more. Yeah. But yeah, well, I just don't want to burst the bubble. And I also like am learning with just Jesus because I have, I'm rusty on that. So yeah. Yeah. Just well, navigating. Whatever spins your top, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm spinning a top. Yeah, yeah. On my foot. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, you know, uh, when I used to hear keep it simple, my idea of simplicity is different than the feeling I have of it now. Yeah. I think that's almost guaranteed in all cases. Your ideas of things can never capture mm -hmm. the events themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'd rather sort of take the preamble of ideas away and just let the events occur. Yeah. See what Yeah. Happens. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's working. Yeah, it's like as if a guy starts texting you and like planning the makeout. Okay, I'm going to grab your neck. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to like kiss your ear. And then I'm <laughs> instead of just being surprised and letting it happen, you know? Well, yeah, in a way. It would like take away the surprise. Yeah, there's <laughs> simplicity in that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, honey. Thank you. Nice to see you, Skyler. Yes. You too. Thank you, Skyler. All right. Uh, we have, I don't see any more hands up for today, Paul. Well, as a question, please raise your hand now and get it addressed. All right. All right. Well, let me, I just want to read that one sentence in page 64 again. Just, uh, on the third paragraph yeah in the middle of it being convinced we just heard being convinced a few times on page 60 yes being convinced is an incredibly important statement in recovery through this process so sort of each part of the process there's a requirement of being convinced yeah and then what happened then you move on to the next or you get in you jump in to it so here is being convinced that self 
manifested in various ways, was what had defeated us. We considered its common manifestations. We is us, it is self, in that last little bit. We considered its common manifestations. There's no connection between we and it. Yeah? Or it would have just been we considered our common manifestations. It doesn't say that. It says we considered its common manifestations. Its self. Yeah? Resentment is the number one offender. And I'll tell you how it's how it, it truly is the number one offender to me is when it's called my resentment. Yeah? The my allows it to be the number one offender in my life. My resentment. Not resentment. Everyone has resentments. Yeah? Or, or, or gets had by resentments. But this strength of the my is what gives life to a resentment for 40 freaking years. Yes? A resentment comes and goes. Yeah? I mean, I think if they last 90 years, they call them vendettas or whatever. It's a fucking... It, it, they give it a different name. But what gives a resentment life is us. My resentments. Fuck. Don't you feel that? Don't you see the difference between resentment and my resentment? Resentments happen from a self-centered view. My resentments has a huge, huge impact. It's given staying power. Yeah? This is what, this is all that needs to be changed for a, a real strong sample of traveling lighter is just to recognize, just even intellectually start, resentment, fears, harm does to others, not my resentments, my fears, my harms done to others. There's just one two-letter word extracted, right? but it makes a huge difference. It's huge. It's completely, because we are a lot of power, yeah? We make shit out of nothing. We've, there's a lot of power that we exhibit or demonstrate. And it's best to be put into a, a greater hand. Yeah? If it's given over to the low, lower power, we see what it makes. Yeah? We've, we've gone over it and over it and over it. We've been pounded by it over and over and over. And it, the solutions it, it gives to it, to it as the problem are bigger problems. I drank to get out of self. I wanted to feel different. Yeah? And look at what happened. Yeah? That solution didn't really work, except for that it led me to recovery. That's the only value it really had. Yeah? Perhaps there's a better way. Trusting something infinite. Or trust in, instead of finite self. How do we trust finite self? One way is by calling its manifestations ours. <laughs> I mean, I'm trusting a resentment is my resentment. Fuck. Yeah. That's not faith in the infinite. That's faith in the finite. Yeah. That's the dilemma. That's the old way. Perhaps the better way does not use the old way. It describes the old way. So therefore, the new way can be entertained. It doesn't rehab the old way. It makes you see and recognize what you're not and its influence in your life with the hopes that you will see I'm not that, therefore I can be free from it. It's just logical. If I'm not being free from it and I'm trying to be free as it, I must be in the act of being identified as it. Yeah, Because self can't get out of self. Why can't we see that? Why can't we see self can't get out of self? Because we see it through the lens of Kurt or Paul or Terry or this or that. So we're blinded to the obvious fact of that statement. 
in, in an addict or alcoholic's life. Self can't get out of self. Why are we, and yet we're still in the act of it. <laughs> yeah, 30 years later. Yeah, same thing. It, we talked with the missing page, you know. We keep entertaining this delusion that if we only manage better, things would work out. Even though we have all the evidence we need to realize we're not managerial quality, the stubbornness of the problem just resets and says, well, it's because you just haven't managed good enough. Yeah. There's no admitting. Yeah. Something has to admit to the innermost self. The self doesn't. It's just going to keep on keeping on. Yeah. The end is, you know, whatever. So, hey, I'm really happy to be here. Let me say goodbye. See, this it was such a nice, it ended me up in bed for another hour and a half, two hours. All right. <laughs> hey, Paul, can we, can we hold up one second? And Kurt has his hand up. Can we get? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 sure. Come on, Kurt. Hey, thanks, Paul. You know, this is this happened in real time. This is this was happening just just five seconds, five minutes ago in the meeting. I was somebody texted me and they said he just described my condition. And I said, no, he described the condition. Yes. It was just like, no, see, that's yes. that, that's that trip. Right. I mean, it's this stubborn. Just, yes, it's stubborn. <laughs> And the language keeps us in line. It yeah. does. Because yeah. when we use the language, it's based on the assumption that you're that. Yeah. <laughs> it was classic. I mean, it was classic because it was right after you said it. And I said, yeah. no, that's not what he's saying. He's saying the condition, not my condition. Exactly. 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 The condition we seem to be under. Because we're not under it, yeah, there's a possibility of being free from it. But you can't be free from the condition as the condition, obviously. Yes, there's got to be a recognition of difference for the possibility of being free from it to really land. If not, it's all freaking hazy, yeah, because you'll be caught in the net of self can't get out of self, because that's exactly what would be what our behavior during the day could be described as self trying to get out of self. Yeah. Thanks for now, your message. So you lose the interest in that. You lose interest in self means you lose interest in that. You lose interest in the condition and then you start seeing it as not you. A lot of interest in the condition is because it's taken to be you. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Keep pounding away. It works. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I don't have any problem speaking about it because I feel in this, my life, uh, if you don't see it, you're going to be looking from it, really. You're going to be looking from what we're trying to describe as the exact nature of the wrong. If maybe the possibility lands, you'll see it. You'll see the exact nature of wrong from the solution, which is that which is seen, spirit. Yeah, you'll see it. That's a profound uh, demonstration. You finally see what you used to look from. Yeah, you see it. And you bring it to six and seven. And you ask it to be reconfigured, reconditioned, yeah altered taking taking it out of its old shape and put into a new shape that's what the higher power does doesn't it you give you you give the program the life that you store no value in and it produces tons of value for it you share your old story with other people and it helps them get sober so what you call the piece of coal is used as gold yes that's not a random phenomena. That's a basis. Yeah. Yeah. How we see things triggers a different currency, a different flash than how spirit sees things. Yeah. 
Yes. And the spirit, the spirit's currency is here and now. It's reliable and it lasts. Yes. The mental currency is always some future fucking idea with an absence of any demonstration now, except dis-ease, irritability, and restlessness. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. Let me say hello, goodbye. Thanks, Kurt. Yes. It's exactly perfect. See, this is what happens when you give, when there's a talk. Uh, a lot of what's said illustrates the talk. It's a perfect illustration in the book of the talk. Yeah. <clears throat> Just like <clears throat> you talk about selfing, and then people call me up and say, I've been selfing all day, or the selfing's driving me crazy. Yeah. So there's the illustration of selfing, the sense of being the you that's either being done to by it or doing it. <laughs> that's it. That's the, that's the condition that's called your condition. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. There's PK. Thank, nice to see you, PK. Hey. Hey Paul, Pete had a question. Hey? Yeah, hey, yeah, hey. I, I, I had a question for you. All right. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yes. Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much. You're like a great guy to this really beautiful, messed up place, but it's great to have a guide like you. And I know it's, it's just what's flowing through you, but it's amazing what you were saying about removing the my. Because, and even with the funniest thing with the missing pages, I was thinking like the missing pages, it's not what's missing, it's what's missing it. And then like, even if you look, it's so amazing what you're saying with just taking that my away. Because if you look at stuff like the Bible and other writings where they say, you know, my grace, you know, is sufficient, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can look at that stuff and it's amazing. Uh, if you take away the my and the you, my grace is sufficient for you, for my powers made perfect in weakness. Grace is sufficient for powers made perfect. It's amazing when you do that, like, like you said, when you uh, negate the my and the you, holy cannoli, as we say here in New York, it yes. just totally, it changes the whole thing. And, and again, you're like the, a great guy. You know, I know it's, you're nobody, I'm nobody, and things are happening, and we just happen to be here. Nevertheless, this seeming sense of itself has a lot of uh, gratitude uh, for you and, and the fellow squares, you know, they're dropping wisdom, and, you know, and it's amazing because, um, you know, it, it's really where the rubber hits the road. So it's, it's, it's uh, man, you know, this is some amazing stuff. I appreciate everyone you know sharing this space together and and the the words that are coming out of our mouths you know maybe we're not even speaking them; they're just happening but it's just so amazing the missing pages you know you don't need to remember you don't need to know about the missing pages. you just need to know what's looking for the missing pages then when you negate that or disarm that wow what a what is traveling lighter man i love it man you're yeah, awesome. this has been an amazing uh, event, this Zoom thing. Yeah, it's a trip. I'm happy All to right. be part of it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep com I'm going to stay tuned and more will be revealed. So, uh, yeah, man, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it for today. Yes, forget about it. <laughs> nice to see awesome. you, people. Thank you, man. Mickey, always a pleasure. Madeira, Kurt, again, yes. Connor, Connor from Dublin, nice to see you, Connor. Nice to see yeah. you, Yeah. We got Paul from the United Kingdom. From the United Kingdom. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. I'm echoing, but I'm we echoing. Got we got nice to see you, Terry from Maine. from Maine. We have Gabe, always from. Gabe, always from. Whoever he is. Why is that echoing? Why is that? John K. Jacob, nice to see you. Hey, Jacob, are you going to be there Saturday? Absolutely. Oh, good, because and, Mike's not going to be here. So. Right, and the Wednesday after. All right, great. Yes, so I'll connect with you a little before 1 o'clock on Saturday from the church. Sure.
Sounds cool. good. That's great. So, all right. Uh, there's John K. There's Terry from Maine. There's Ruby from Wichita. Roman from Germany. Carl from Ireland. I have a feeling, yes. And a significant other, I would imagine, is still in Ireland. Yes, there she is. <laughs> Upstairs. Uh, Alex from the Hudson Valley. Skyla, yes, from her room in the asylum. Yes, I like that they changed the rubber to wood. That's nice. I like that. I like the decor. Much more comfortable. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a cabin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With my, my AA pillows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Michael Stacy from Madeira. Nice to see you, Michael. That closet's been cleared out, I, I imagine. Yes? Yeah. You saw, You never knew there was a door in the back. There you go. Yeah. We got Natalie. Oh, we got Nanette. How are you doing, Nanette? There she is. We got Walter, Tommy from Ireland. We got a nice Irish contingency. I like that. We got Leah. There she is. This is how I remember her walking in some frigid outdoor situation. <laughs> we got Nina. Very nice to see Nina. Not Tina, not Mina, though it would be nice to see them too, but Nina, yeah. We got Drew in, uh, where is this? Oh, in Wisconsin, okay. We got Kimya, I think. Rich A, Oliver, Tom, I hate everything. That's good. It's always good to be absolute about something. Uh, we got Walter from the Netherlands. Always nice to see my friend there. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone. It's a nice, lovely day. Uh, yeah. I had to go to any lengths. I had to go back to bed. Eh? Not bad. All right. See you. Take care. Bye-bye.